The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon, it's a Thursday, and we thank you for taking your time to listen to our ministry called The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, my co-host each week is Pastor Delmar Austin, and together we try to unpack the Bible for you, and we're nice guys. Uh, if you uh, want to listen to a show that uh, takes sinners down and talks about how horrible they are, they're right, they are. It's not a lot of what we talk about. We try to bring you joy. We try to bring you peace. We try to bring you, bring you comfort. We try to bring you forgiveness. Amen. Because that's what Jesus is all about. For the last couple of weeks, we've been bringing you some great stuff about the music in worship and how so many people, including myself, are so blessed by worship music. And it comes in every shape and every size. But what does it really, really sound like? Well, it sounds in many different ways. Uh, religious music uh, through the ages has had different styles. It has had different beats and rhythm. Uh, music has still been used with all these different ways of expressing it to inspire people, inspire people to know God, inspire people to serve God. And so we've been kind of highlighting that as we've been going through. We were talking about yesterday, we were talking about, or, or the, the day before, we were talking about uh, some of the great hymns. Yeah. Great hymns really just uh, are, were during a, a short slice of history, but they, there were some amazing uh, English writers that were writing hymns that we still have today. That well, We usually think of these, these hymns in terms of worship services. There, there's much more music that's out there today. It's contemporary, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's all very beautiful, and, uh, but there is something about the, the traditional hymns that I don't think is ever going to be lost because it had such a way of, of reaching people. Uh, we were talking about Amazing Grace, John Newton's hymn, and I want to tell just a, a short little story about the way that Amazing Grace was used to help bring healing and forgiveness. And I think it's quite an amazing story. It had to do with President Obama. Whether you like him or whether you don't is not the point here. Uh, President Obama was speaking at a funeral service for Clementa Pinckney, who had been a South Carolina state senator uh, from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Well, it was in Charleston back in 2015 that there was a shooting that took place. There was a young man that went into a Afro-American church and uh, had a gun and uh, unfortunately unloaded that gun. Nine people died and among those was Clementa Pinckney. So President Obama is called to come down and speak at the funeral service. And it is, as you can imagine, it's a large church. The church is packed with people. And Obama is talking about uh, 
issues of race in this country. And, uh, you know, that's that's really difficult. Uh, I think you could hand it to to uh, to him in being able to deal with that issue and to talk about it on such a large uh platform when there's so many people that are listening and so many people that are hearing this and they all have ideas about race relationships and uh, how things ought to be. What Obama does, I think, is deliver a message that can be healing for everybody that's listening there. He, he, he talks about her life, Clementa, but he, gets, he reaches a, a very critical point in uh, the time that he's speaking and he pauses for just a moment, and then he starts singing. And he's singing Amazing Grace. Grace. Yeah. And everyone in the church uh, starts smiling, and they join him. They start standing, and pretty soon the whole church is just singing Amazing Grace. There's a lot of people that are there that are angry about the about the what has happened about the the innocent uh, lives that have been lost, and yet that hymn is being used to help bring about some healing and some forgiveness in a very tragic situation, and and I think that's why it is such a great hymn because it reminds us all about what the gospel message is all about God's forgiveness of us. Pastor Delmar Austin is our co-host today. I'm Mac McCoy, and this program is called The View from a Pew. You can hear it all around the world at www.youtube.com and then search for The View from a Pew. Also go to different podcast sites like Good Pods or Player FM or CastBox or Podcast or Spotify, Apple Music. This program, all you have to do is go to one of those sites, this program, by searching The View from a Pew. You'll be able to hear uh, the different things that we share with you each and every day on this program. Things to help help build you up and, and to glorify, help you glorify God and to bring music into your lives and scripture and all those things that we pray that God can do for us when we're in need. And what um, Obama did, Mr. Obama did that day was knew what the people needed. Yeah. They needed to be joined together, and nothing does that better than uh, Amazing Grace. Boy, there's a lot of songs, though, that we've been, you know, singing for years and years and years, especially some of the traditional songs. And I always think of Christmas. I mean, I, I have a Christmas album in my, oh, it's in the car I wrecked. I better go get that. I just remembered that. Anyway, it's the Mercy Me Christmas album. Uh And I'll listen to that all year long, and it can't be enough. But Hark the Herald Angels Sing, what a great song written uh, written by Charles Wesley. That has got to be uh, one of the classic uh, Christmas hymns that, you know, it just seems to begin the Christmas season. You can't really be at Christmas time without singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's right. Charles Wesley is the brother of John Wesley, the great evangelist. He is the son of Susanna Wesley, the mother of Methodism. She has 19 children. Uh, Charles Wesley is the 
uh, 18th, number 18 out of 19 that wow. is born. Good thing she didn't stop because <laughs> Charles is an amazing person. And he's not as well known as his brother John, but he was the greatest hymn writer that, uh, you know, that we have record of during this time. He writes uh, about uh, 6,500 hymns. And, and ones that uh, many are well-known today. Christ the Lord is risen today. We sing that at Easter time. Uh-huh. Love divine, all yeah. loves excelling. Rejoice, the Lord is king. Robert Schuller used that at the Crystal Cathedral for years and years and years. And uh, just some beautiful hymns like that. But he also writes this, this hymn, Hark the Herald Angel Sings. Now, in order to understand a little bit of the development that takes place, he actually doesn't write the first line. He writes some different words, <laughs> and they're not as smooth as Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And so George Whitfield, who is a, also an uh, American evangelist, George Whitfield um, sees this song and works on it and changes that line to now it says, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And uh, so he's, he's added his little bit to the song. And actually, the song is written by a melody that we're not even familiar with today. It's a different melody. And about 100 years after the time the song is written, there's a Christian man who says, hey, you know, this song is so good, we need a better melody to it. And he goes to some classical work by Mendelssohn called the Gutenberg Cantata, and he takes some of the music from there, and it becomes the, the, the melody for Hark the Herald Angel Sings. Yep. And so what we've got is this song that everybody's had a little piece of here, and it becomes one of the great Christmas carols of all time that we sing. But it's interesting because that story tells us a little bit about the way that people use different gifts and they're able to work together to create this very inspiring music. You know, and a lot of people think that the angels sang a lot. And I can imagine a heavenly voice or an angelic voice. But the truth of the matter is, the Bible doesn't say that angels sang. It says when the morning stars sang together. Now, that's in Job 38. Well, and and some have interpreted that angels. But other than that passage, uh, the Bible doesn't really talk about the angels singing. Right. Now, I believe they do sing. Sure they do. (laughs) And, And just because the Bible doesn't mention it doesn't mean that they didn't sing. But you read Luke chapter 2, and when Jesus is born, the Bible doesn't actually say they sang. They said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. But uh, did they sing it out? I believe they probably did. But, you know, that's not the the big point of it. These these messages have been put into God's messages that he wanted us to understand have been put into music. And it's a way to help us remember it, and it is a way to help us be inspired so that uh, we want to serve God. We want to love him and follow his ways. Our guest host each and every day is Delmar Austin. He's a retired pastor here in our hometown, which is Omaha, Nebraska. No matter where you may be sitting or resting 
or whatever you're doing anywhere in the country, we thankfully uh, uh, am glad you're here. We have a sponsor that we'd love to have you help out. It's DivineTruthChristianStore.com. It is an online Christian store in anything from music to books to clothing to celebrations for baptism or graduation or marriages. Uh, you can get anything you would ever want from Divine Truth Christian Store. You just need to go to www.divinetruth. ChristianStore.com, and you'll be able to get all the things that you want for your Christian life. We continue on tomorrow with a more conversation on music and probably another week uh, coming probably later on in the fall. And at that time, we're going to try to put some of these songs in the system and be able to play them for you. Um, and maybe we'll do uh, more of a, a Christmas, or I'm sorry, more of a singing type of a show than just talking show. We always want your input, and you can do that at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at the view from apu.com. And we appreciate that you take the time to listen to us each and every day. And as always, we remind you that the most important thing that God asks us to do is to forgive others. And then he challenged us and said, you know what, Mac? I'm going to forgive you the way you forgive others. And sometimes, buddy, you're tough to forgive. Well, extra grace required. We're thankful that Jesus died so we can be forgiven. See you tomorrow.